Hello, and welcome to Heaven's Point of View with BJ. We pray that you are blessed by today's program. And now, here's BJ. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Are you having a blessed and wonderful morning? I am. It's good to have you on today. Um, I'm excited for the topic this morning, and I hope and pray that you are too. Um, if this is your first time coming through here, um, I'm BJ Pons, and I'm here every single Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, and we just talk about whatever the Lord um, gives me for this week. So this week, uh, my little grandson inspired <laughs> the, the message for this week, so um, I hope that you are going to be blessed by that. Please do me a quick favor and share the program with your friends, family, groups that you're in. Uh, let others know that we are on this morning. So please, please, please be sure to um, share that with everybody that you can. And also like it, like it. And uh, that way Facebook knows that you are enjoying the content this morning. So um, it is a blessing to have you on today. And I'm glad um, that you were able to join. Um, so I have been a little busy bee lately. So I've been coming and going and meeting myself in the middle. Um, let's see, I was in, I was in Pittsburgh, did a concert, spent some time with my mom and my family members. Then came home, went straight on vacation with my family. Two days later, <laughs> we had a wonderful time. Um, it was the first time that we've ever done a vacation as a family with the grandkids and everybody. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, two days after that, I was in church. And then a few days after that, I was in Texas and then the next day I was back at church in Baton Rouge. So it has been a whirlwind of a couple of weeks. And um, it's just been a little crazy. But I thank God for it because that's, uh, that's what I love to do. So let's see what God's got for us this morning. <laughs> let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you uh, this morning for this opportunity to once again um, share what you put on my heart with your people today and ask that you would make it plain, make it clear, um, encourage their hearts and let what needs to be said today be said for your glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Susan, Bobby, Alvora, Daisy, and Esther, good morning to you guys this morning. So the other day, um, actually, it was, no, it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before yesterday. My little grandson, he is a character. He <laughs> he comes up with some stuff sometimes. But um, I was getting him ready for school. And I was doing his hair. He looks around at everything. He said, man. It sure looks like Papa's tearing the house down. <laughs> I said, I said, well, baby, I said, sometimes we have to tear things up before we can make things better. And I went on to explain to him what was going on. Well, in our house right now, we have been under construction. Um, we got the roof fixed, as I told you guys, from the tree, from the storm that knocked the tree on the house. 
and then we had um, damage inside water damage. And so we had been working on that. And in the process of doing that, we decided we'd remodel the kitchen because you had to take down the wall anyway and repair all the sheetrock. So we decided we'd just remodel the kitchen at the same time. Well, I never imagined that a kitchen remodel could be so disruptive <laughs> to a life. I never imagined because I'd never been through one. And so literally everything that was in the kitchen, um, all the cabinets and things that were in there went into the dining living room area. Everything that was in the dining living room area went into the den area. Everything's covered with tarps and all the tarps are covered with dirt. <laughs> it's just it's just the way it is. There's like dirt everywhere, everywhere. I go to change the, the boys' sheets and it's just like, oh, I can't believe they're sleeping in this. It's like there's dirt and everything all in there because the house is full of dirt right now. The My craft room has stacks of flooring and the, the old um, breakfast bar is in there getting redone. And it's just chaos. I mean, just pure chaos. And then in the midst of this, you know, I'm trying to clean out because I had to literally take everything out of the kitchen and box it up. Well, now I'm going through all those boxes and trying to get rid of stuff. And yesterday, and I still might do this, I have three containers of dishes and glasses, and I am tempted to just put them to the road and let somebody come pick them up because I don't want to deal with all that. And so as I was, you know, thinking about all this craziness that is going on in my house right now, I realized how many times my life has been that, you know, my life has been under construction, <laughs> getting remodeled by the Lord. And it seemed like, man, every time I turned around, there's just junk, there's just stuff everywhere and there's dirt everywhere and there's mess everywhere. And it's overwhelming and it's frustrating. And I would look around and I'd say, God, what in the world are you doing to my life? <laughs> Why is this happening? You know, one of those situations was when um, I got my divorce from my ex-husband after going through the, you know, abusive years that I went through, you know, I'm thinking, well, I'm getting out of this. Now life's going to be a hundred percent better. Nope. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just as hard. It was just as hard because now I'm raising three children by myself and I, for the first time am paying bills, um, for the first time, you know, dealing with all the finances and the groceries and working and taking them to school. And man, it was just overwhelming. And my life was under construction. And it took probably a little bit longer than God probably would have intended because I kept getting in the way. <laughs> I would get frustrated and I'd try to do it my own way to fix everything up and try to make it better. And I did it wrong. Okay. People who have gone through Katrina understand that. They'd get frustrated waiting on a good contractor. They hire this fly by night. Fly by night comes in, does a halfway job, and then it has to be torn out and you have to pay more to get a good contractor and come fix what the old one did. 
And my life was like that. I was like constantly trying to, you know, fix stuff that only God could fix. And so when I finally realized, you know what, God's doing a, a work. And at, at times he decides he wants to do a remodel. And I'm like, no, no, no more remodels, please. <laughs> no more remodels in my life. I'm done. But every now and then he has to take us through a remodel, you know. And But in the midst of that, you don't have to be frustrated and overwhelmed. You don't have to react the way that I would react in certain situations. And so if you can put your trust in God, God can take you through that. A good example of someone whose life was being remodeled for years and made it through that test with flying colors is Joseph. You know, I look at Joseph's life and I look at how, you know, he it started off all good, you know, because he was favorite. He was getting gifts from his father and, you know, he, he was probably a little bit spoiled, you know, and was allowed to get away with things that probably his brothers couldn't get away with. And he probably got the extra portions of things, you know, as a kid. And so life was kind of smooth and easy for him for a while. And he seems to be, you know, as you read the story, a little bit unaware <laughs> of how um, much his brothers did not like him, you know, for him to walk into that, you know, camp the way he did um, and not expect them to not expect for them to do something harmful to him, at least, you know, beat him up or something. But um, that's exactly what happened. He walked into that camp and the brothers began to, devise a plan. And before you know it, he was thrown in a pit and then sold into slavery. So his life went from this perfect kind of cushy life, expecting, you know, to one day, you know, continue on living with his father and, and having a family and children and all of this stuff. But in one moment, his life got demolished. He went through a demolition phase in his life, thrown in a pit, sold into slavery, into a country that, you know, was very foreign to him in so many ways. But he put his trust in God. And we know he put his trust in God because he had favor with God consistently throughout every situation that he went through. He got into Potiphar's house and, and things were going smooth and going good. He, he worked his way up and, and then all of a sudden, bam, you know, he's, he's lied on. And, and the next thing you know, everybody's believing this lie and now he's thrown into jail. And then he works his way up in jail and, you know, he's, <clears throat> he helps these men that have influence, you know, in the kingdom and nothing happens for two years. He's still in jail. But one day, God's done with the work. And I. it took some years. It took some time. And I know there were things that God had to pull out of Joseph and things he had to put into Joseph. Just like my kitchen, my husband had to take <clears throat> the old wiring out. He had to take the old plumbing out. And then he's putting in the new wiring and he's putting in new plumbing so that everything works the way it should. And so sometimes God has to come into our lives and he pulls things out. Sometimes it's loved ones, um, 
co-workers, best friends. Sometimes it's a place in which you live and God pulls you away from that because he's got other things he's got to impart into you that's going to be better than you would have ever imagined. And a lot of times we think, no, I love this. <laughs> I want this. This is good for me. This is what I want. And then God go takes you through that process and he pulls all these things out. And then you realize, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I love this way better. I would never imagine this is what I really wanted. But God has to take you through these processes. It's just like a doctor who um, they find a cancer in your body. And if they leave it there, they know that it's going to destroy you. It is going to tear your body apart. And so they have to take <clears throat> an, a tool that is going to cut into perfectly good flesh. There's nothing wrong with this flesh. It looks perfectly good. You know, you look at that and like, oh, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But the doctor has to take a knife and he has to cut that open. You're like, why are you, why are you cutting that open? It's, there's nothing wrong with that. But he's got to open that up so that he can get down in there and pull out the thing that is destroying your life from the inside. And so he pulls that out and then they sew that up. <laughs> and then now you're left with this scar. But guess what? Everything inside is whole and is, is healing and getting better. And so God may have to take his spiritual knife and do some cutting and it may leave some scars and it may leave even a little bit of residual pain. But guess what? In the end, God has taken all that out of you and replaced it with his goodness, with his, with his purpose, with his Holy Spirit, with his plan, whatever it is, um, with just the newness of, of whatever his plan is in your life. And you realize, wow, I'm so much better because I went through that. I tell people all the time, I thank God for what I've gone through in my life. I really, really do, because I know I would not be the person that I am today if it wasn't for the things that he brought me through and how he got me through it and how I got on the other side. And I wouldn't be able to minister to others from a place of knowledge, from a place of experience, unless he had brought me through these things and taken me through it and still taken me through some of these different places. I want to read um, a scripture as I close. And <clears throat> it's I'm reading out of the S, uh, CSB uh, first. And it says, you will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace, for it is trusting in you. Trust in the Lord forever, because in the Lord himself is an everlasting rock. In the King James, it says, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. I absolutely love how this scripture just 
it is so plain. He will keep me in perfect peace as he's doing that de demolition in my life, as he's taking things out and, and putting new things in and taking me through this journey of, of change. I know that I can trust him because he is my everlasting rock. He is a firm foundation. He is my everlasting strength. He is the one that holds me up so I can trust him. I can believe him and I can know that he's going to give me peace even in the midst of the storm. He is going to give me peace in the midst of the storm. So my mind can't be on the circumstances. It can't be on the loss. It can't be on these things. It has to be on him. Not just a little bit. It has to be dependent on him. Every moment of every day, it has to be dependent on God and his word and what he has promised. And we will come through the fire without even the smell of smoke on us. Amen. Amen. I pray that this was a blessing to you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this word today. I thank you that even if we're in the darkest moment of night, we know that daylight is right around the corner and that the sun is going to shine in our life. We know that the demolition is not going to last forever, that we're going to eventually get that stuff together. This, Even though my kitchen looks like it's never going to happen, I know that the process has to go through the process. And when we get through that process, we will come forth having all the good things that you have promised us. Lord, I thank you that you're doing this in my friends who are listening to me today. I thank you that you're doing it in their lives as well, that those who are going through a problem in their life right now, and it seems like everything is being destroyed and torn down. Lord, we know that you are going to build it back up. And Father, we thank you for that. I pray an encouragement to these, to these friends, to those that are listening today. Lift their spirits, Father God. Help them be encouraged to know that they can put their trust in you and that you will give them an everlasting peace, that you will hold them up in the midst of this storm, that they can rest and know that you have got it all under control. Those that are dealing with physical issues today, Lord, I thank you that you're giving them peace, even in the midst of a bad report, Lord God that you will hold them up. You will see them through to the end, Father God. We know that you've got their hand. You, We know that you hold us in the palm of your hand. You said that you've even written our names in the palm of your hand. So you know what they're going through. You know every struggle that they're facing. Father, those that have lost loved ones recently, Lord, I ask that you would heal their heart, that you would um, give them peace in the nighttime hours when, when the loneliness descends upon them, Father God. I ask that you would encourage them and lift them up, Father. Lord, those that are in financial difficulties, Lord, show them the way. Show them the way to, to be able to meet the needs of their household. Father, you have a door, and I ask that you would open those doors for them. Lord, that they will know that after they've paid their tithes, that they will still have plenty to meet the needs of their household, Father. I thank you 
for what you're doing in their lives. Father, I thank you for using this broadcast to help and encourage people. And I ask that you will continue to do so for your glory, for your honor, and for your praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about BJ Ministries, you can go to www.bjministries.com. We look forward to being with you again next week.